Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Super Mercado Brothers Video Game Music Podcast. Thanks so much for joining us. This is the podcast where we share and discuss the very best in video game music. My name is Carl Brueggemann. And I'm his brother, Will Brueggemann. We have such an exciting and very special kind of... (laughs) This is the first time we've ever done something like this type of episode. This is a Favorites with Friends, and we have a very special guest today, my lovely wife, Josepha. More than a friend, you would say. (laughs) More than a friend. (laughs) Josepha, thank you so much for being on our podcast. I'm so glad to be here. It's a long time coming in a way. Joe, you can be completely honest. Do you regret the marriage at this point? (laughs) No, it still seems weird when he calls me his wife, though. I'm like, I'm not old enough for that. I (laughs) know. I've used it like, I think, three times. One of them was with a Wells Fargo agent. And I was like, I have to double check with my wife. And it was like coming out of my mouth. It sounded so weird. It's it's almost like that John Mulaney bit when yeah. he's like talking about the word wife has so much like power and like gravitas. Right. And girlfriend is just kind of lame. <laughs> I really got used to fiance though. That, that felt really good. That was yeah. a nice middle ground. Yeah, you started using that really quick. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is so exciting. We actually have another Brueggemann on the podcast, the newest addition to the Brueggemann clan. How does it feel to to be a Brueggemann? Um, I don't think it's really like set in yet. Um, mm-hmm. Probably once I change everything over, like my email at work and stuff, yeah, <laughs> I might feel more. There's a lot. Of work change. email is the last one to go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was thinking about just keeping it, but Carl said he was sad. <laughs> well, it kind of hurts my brain because if I see an email come in, you know, it's like it's it's hard to to navigate that a little bit so just some context to some of our listeners we've been talking about this for the last few weeks but Mm -hmm. this past weekend at the time of recording uh these two carl and josepha just had their wedding and uh in perfect you know marcado tradition the wedding was (laughs) video game themed and there were a lot of references to video game music uh in the ceremony itself i made some musical arrangements of some zelda music in particular and the the song that you guys actually danced to and some of the stuff that we got down uh, on the dance floor a little bit later. Yeah, uh, we actually have game. some <laughs> elements of this playlist that we'll be able to talk about. Maybe we can hold off a little bit on talking about some of that specifics uh, until we get to those those tracks in the playlist. But this is going to be so fun. So Joe picked this entire playlist and I kind of helped her go through. Uh, and what we do with these Favorites with Friends episode is we like to explore someone's history with games and with games music, some of their earliest memories of when they noticed video game music, or just thinking about the games they grew up playing and then moving into uh, the modern day. And so this was so fun to do this with, Joe. And the playlist starts off with kind of the stuff that you grew up with, right? Some of your first game memories? Yeah, for sure. And then as we move on, near the end of the playlist, we have some stuff. It's kind of like since we've been together, some games that we've either played together or stuff you played on your own, or I think there's some tracks maybe that like I've showed you or you just have discovered, even if it's not from a game you've played. Yeah, there's definitely some tracks that I'll listen to at work and that I discovered through that. So Now, was that something you ever did before you knew me? Just listen to video game music on its own? No. <laughs> did you ever Gosh, think that? Listen to how he's taking credit for this. <laughs> no, I don't I'm not like taking it. credit. I, I never imagined. It's, it's, it's really amazing. I never imagined that you would ever do that on your own and so it's, that's just one of the most amazing things is that we've been able to have so many interests that we've shared or like shown each other and it's really grown 
mutually like because i love playing games with you more than i do by myself honestly you know like i just love playing. Well, i think i play more games. games than you anyway yeah nowadays <laughs> i think that's definitely true so let's let's dive into it what you guys heard playing in was from majora's mask clock town day one that was one of the only choices you could have done for majora's mask right <laughs> so what's what's your history with majora's mask um so i remember my watching my oldest brother play majora's mask and Drew. then yeah <laughs> and then i wanted to play but i was so young and i just did not really understand what i was supposed to do mm-hmm. so i literally just remember picking up chickens and throwing them <laughs> and that's about all i could handle that's, that's pretty, pretty much pretty the much gist of the game <laughs> It was originally going to be called Legend of Zelda Chicken Throw, but they changed it. <laughs> well, it's actually, it the they're minute. called, uh, I think, cuckoos or cuckoos in yeah. that game. So. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Well, that's a great memory. What a fun way to start off the episode. We're now going to move on to one of the earliest games that Joe told me that she remembers watching being played. Now, just like me and Will, some of our earliest game memories were actually us watching either our, our parents or our siblings or our older people in our family play. Uh, and this was the case with this game. So you guys were kind of into computer gaming for a while, right? Yeah, we definitely, I mean, we, I don't remember if we had a system growing mm-hmm. up until we got the 64. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we used to play a lot of computer games. Now, was it Mac or PC back then? Probably Mac. <laughs> Probably Mac. So one I of love the... that in that silence we could hear your cat Piper meow. Yeah, guys, there will be some cat like meows. Perfect. It Just was get... almost like a radio show sound effect. Like, was it a Mac or PC? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, little disclaimer: there's going to be some meows, and you might even hear Coco's in the room with us. We did take her collar off. I learned from the mistake of the previous episode. So one of the first memories you said you had was the game Mist. Now, this is a really hard game. It's, a, it's an adventure game. I thought it was always a really boring game. So I'm kind of impressed that you actually watched your... So it was your dad that played this game. Yeah. So I remember watching my dad play the game. I would, during dinner, we'd be like, oh, dad, let's play some Mist after dinner. Aww. And like kind of beg him to play and he'd have to, you know, cut us off. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Well, let's take a listen to the main theme, which Joe remembers from Mist, composed by Robin Miller. You guys listening to the main theme from Mist, and this is composed by Robin Miller. This is a fun place to start. I think there are examples on Joe's playlist here where the music particularly jumped out at her and, and it was something that really makes her nostalgic. But for this one, I think it was just a fun place to start. Do you have any particular memories of the music for Mist, or was it more of just playing and watching the game? You know, that's what's so funny is that you asked if I listened to video game music like before I was with you, mm-hmm. and I realized that a lot of the games that I used to play, I never even realized... The music is just like, <laughs> it's all about the game. And now I've mm-hmm. realized since since 
talking with you and learning it's the music really enhances the game mm-hmm. so I'd well, be and i think to go that's, back and play yeah that's a really interesting point you bring up and it's something that i don't think we articulate enough on this show and i think it's just kind of an essential discussion anything in the the field of kind of like media music or scoring or or supportive art you know Mm -hmm. you probably didn't think about the music in the same way that maybe you didn't think about like the art design you know hopefully if all of the elements of a project are coming together you're immersed and you're wrapped in the story or the gameplay or the fun of whatever you're doing and so i think the sign of good game music is maybe when it doesn't stick out in a negative way but i absolutely yeah i agree um video games especially in the early days they really were like the music did so much of the heavy lifting and something that travis and i were talking about this weekend is that really when you look at early video games like 80s 90s the music was kind of you can't argue it that it's probably the most artistic piece of the whole experience you know yeah well the thing that you can take away that that holds up now more than anything else like if you think about the graphics or the art you know back then it was just these really primitive little pixels and blocks and so and you know the the style of pixel art does actually hold up and is popular to this day but yeah the music does seem to be something where it was able to kind of transcend the limitations in a way um let's move on to the next big game um that joe kind of mentioned there's there's some maybe honorable mentions we can talk about things that we skipped over but one of the the first strong memories you have playing this was a game that you actually spent a lot of time playing yourself is that right oh yeah so this is the sims <laughs> and i remember when we were going through before we started to listen to the soundtrack to try to pick a track for you there was one that you were you immediately started singing you sh- can you sing a little bit what's your impression of this track that you remember just sing a um, little bit of it <laughs> i don't know it was uh so that was my cue that she was talking about by mode one from the sims this is composed by jerry martin and mark russo let's take a listen guys listening to by mode one from the sims which is a computer game uh this also on the mac that you played this or did you play this on the gamecube no well i played it on every possible <laughs> <laughs> like i played it on game boy advance oh, uh, wow. but this one is definitely i have the best memories from playing it on the mac the mac yeah now so when you thought of this song by mode one this is when you were you shopping during this or what was happening during this 
Oh, buy mode. Of course you're shopping. <laughs> so what are you shopping for? Well, that was one thing I remember is Drew, um, this is another game I actually played with Drew, um, together and we learned like the cheat to get all this money. Mm -hmm. It was like Rose something. I don't, <laughs> but, um, so yeah, don't just... give away the cheat. You know, <laughs> if you earned it the hard way, no, give it away. Give it away. <laughs> I'm sure you, anybody could Google it. <laughs> um, Drew at that point in time wanted to be an architect mm. <laughs> so we would kind of and I wanted to be an interior designer of course so he would design you know the house and then I get to decorate it so, that's so fun yeah, I remember playing late into the night and doing you should that. play this again now did you play any of the subsequent like sequels and stuff um I don't think I had any for the for the Mac I don't think at some point our Mac was too old or something but mm. I definitely played a lot of them on GameCube. Mm -hmm. I never thought they were as good. You said you said a, one time you shared a memory that I thought was really cool. It was it was one of the first times you remembered or you noticed video game music, and that was from a later Sims game, right? What was? Can you share that? Oh, memory? that's right. Yeah, on the GameCube, when the Sims would turn on the radio, mm -hmm. there would be a song playing, and I noticed that I recognized the song, and I was like, "Oh, that's weird," and so I did a lot of googling um, and figured out that it's actual music song in simlish oh yeah and so, what what was it actually what was the actual song i think it was crush 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 by paramore that's awesome. and that's actually when i also then first discovered paramore <laughs> wow so that was a turning point yeah yeah, we actually tried to find that Simlish version and we couldn't find it on YouTube. But you know what's funny? Emma and I went to a Paramore concert last year and they oh, wow. did sing all their songs in Simlish. <laughs> <laughs> Dang fact. it, I missed that. Well, let's move on to a really important game and soundtrack on this playlist. This was would the, would this be the game that you were maybe the most obsessed with oh, in your was, entire history of being a bad. gamer? It was bad. It was really bad. It was to the point where <laughs> I would have this the sound I would have to be turned down because I would play it throughout the night. Like, oh, I so you were secretly night. playing it? Yeah. And if it ever, if I ever accidentally forgot to turn the sound down, the song <laughs> would come on, and my mom would wake up and come and so, yell at me. So mixed emotions when you think of this song. Let's take a listen to old school RuneScape music, the original RuneScape music. This is Scape, which is the main theme from RuneScape. You guys listening to Scape Main, which is the original RuneScape music. This is the main theme. This is the first thing that you heard when, as soon as you booted up the game. Yeah, once you got to like, once it finished loading and then it was mm -hmm. finally like, oh, it's here. 
And so maybe this is one of the few things that you heard consistently before you <laughs> put the sound on mute. Yeah. <laughs> so exactly. what is it that drew you to RuneScape? Or what kept you playing, I guess? Well, I had a lot of like online friends on there. Mm-hmm. So just talking with them. I didn't really like... So it wasn't the Dorian modal nature of the <laughs> theme music? <laughs> I wish I could say that. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe it was more of the social aspect of the game? Yeah, for sure. You know, I actually played this game uh, when I was younger. I remember my friend Eric showing me how to do it, and I never played any, you know, like World of Warcraft, those kinds of games. Uh, I remember this thing kind of blowing my mind because it was before I had ever experienced like an online multiplayer type of thing. Yeah, um, I think a lot of people had that all these people. Uh, it's a pretty primitive well, game. Well, Joe, though. this is cool because we've played some RuneScape music on the podcast, but it's definitely been from like later iterations with like more advanced music. Or the Eventually- stuff is the best. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, eventually they even got like an orchestral budget. I know. I just. At some I actually point. probably last month I downloaded it, and played a oh, little really? bit, and I was like, "Ooh, this is just not right." It's just not the same that you remembered. Well, let's move on to. We're gonna do a little bit of console stuff now. So the first console that you guys got. Do you remember how old you were when you guys got the Nintendo sixty four? No. You were probably really, really young. This uh, is Donkey Kong 64. This is one of your favorite games on this console, right? Yeah. Yeah, I played with all my friends. We would play like the shooting mode. (laughs) (laughs) Well, this score was composed by Grant Kirkhope. Let's take a listen to one of Joe's favorites. This is DK Isle. DK Isle from Donkey Kong 64. So, Carl, when you first met Joe, did you try to impress her and be like, you know, so I know the guy who wrote this music? <laughs> I think I probably did say that. I, like <laughs> one of the one of Joe's, and we have to talk about this. It's not on the playlist, but we definitely have to mention it. Joe, what is one of your all-time favorite pieces of video game music? Um, the DK rap. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, I remember uh, you mentioning we that. We definitely <laughs> talked about that in our in our first interview with, with Grant. Um, I don't think it's one of his proudest accomplishments. Well, maybe now it is. I it mean, should be. It's, so, it's, <laughs> it's kind of like a meme. I mean, I think he yeah. just, it was intentionally humorous, and I think it's something mm-hmm. that follows him around, and he's kind of embarrassed of it in the way that, you know, a person in their 40s is embarrassed of something they did in their 20s. But yeah, but it's it's so it's classic. classic. So um, that, that was so funny. That was one of the first things when 
she heard, oh yeah, you host this like video game music podcast and that's like something that you're really passionate about. I was asking her, oh, what are some of your favorite video game music? And I think that was one of the first things you said. I love the DK rap. And I think you were impressed when I told you that I knew the composer of that. You're like, oh my gosh, he's the best. I don't remember being that impressed, but I'm glad you <laughs> thought I was. <laughs> Let's move on. We're going to move on to the console that was maybe one of the most... Um, pivotal for you in your in the history of you as a gamer i feel like the gamecube was a huge console for you oh yeah that was the one i pl- probably played the most mm-hmm. the gamecube and the wii yeah 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 so we're gonna play something from harvest moon magical melody and so you played pretty much did you play all the harvest moon games basically i can't think of one i didn't play i mean <laughs> i even got the crappy one for the switch <laughs> i don't know why i bought that <laughs> yeah you were playing that it kind of it seemed like it was a game that like should have came out like five years earlier or something it was like it was okay but it's it was just, like yeah it didn't seem very fresh joe now have you played about- have you played harvest moon grand bazaar for the ds i don't have, have a ds so i guess DS, that's yeah. something um, i have not played but there's a lot of good now i need to get a DS. you're gonna have to get a ds and a 3ds and play all those oh, the man. music um, is great for that game Let's take a listen to one of Joe's favorites from this game, Spring Theme from Magical Melody, composed by all we have here is the developer, the Marvelous Sound Team. Here we go. a great track you guys listening to spring theme from harvest moon magical melody which came out for the gamecube and there's no composer info sadly on this all we know is it's someone from the marvelous sound team so uh, i remember when we were going through the harvest moons you were like yeah a lot of them i don't think a lot of them have good music but magical melody i really remember that had good music and i remember as soon as this what as soon as i played this one for you you started to sing along to this yeah it's definitely brings back a lot of memories of playing this although I can't say it's memories because I probably just played it like a month ago. (laughs) So, Joe, what would you say are the kinds of games that appeal to you the most? If you had to pick sort of like a genre. I don't know if I could pick a genre, but anything that has to do with like building relationships. Mm. um, Mm -hmm. Which sounds kind of odd. Or I guess also like puzzle games. Harvest Moon isn't a puzzle game, so but is would, you say, would you say that, that dating Carl was more like a puzzle or more like a building a relationship <laughs> kind of game? Probably a puzzle. Or a shooter. Was It, it was kind of a shooter too, right? Or it was like GoldenEye, slap, slappers only, where you just slap them all the time. <laughs> yeah, so would you say in, in general for you for games, it's kind of more about like being creative and, and thinking and trying to find a solution that way instead of just like mindless running and shooting that kind of stuff well i can't play shooter games mm. i really suck at them mm-hmm. um but i would say i like the mindless 
ness of you know just playing Harvest Moon or Stardew Valley or something like kind that. Kind of a good or Animal ground. Crossing. Yeah, like there's not a goal. Just mm-hmm. kind of play. Do you find it relaxing to play those kinds of games? Yeah, because it's it's like a release from my own life. You know, yeah. I get to be a mm-hmm. farmer, and I <laughs> I wish I could be, but <laughs> yeah. a much more glamorous life, <laughs> right? A simpler life. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's really cool. So we're gonna move on to the Wii, and we have a lot of music uh, from the Wii. And one of the games that Joe played a lot in this era, and when we first started dating, actually, you were telling me how much you loved this game. And so, remember one time I brought over to your apartment, I brought over, I think, my Wii or your Wii, and we played a little bit of this game, Kirby's Epic Yarn. Such a great score. And I was excited to hear you say that you like this game, because I have loved the score for a long time. It was composed by... <laughs> the score, t- but not the game. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't play a lot of this game at the time, actually. And you wouldn't really play that much with me, either. Yeah, we should we should go back to this one. You know, we got a more recent um, Kirby game. Was it the one for the Switch that we got? We did play that for the a Star few days. Allies. Yeah, we played that for a few days. I didn't but like it, that game it was much. like too easy, I want to say. It was just weird. Yeah, so we should go back to Epic Yarn. This is composed by Tomoyo Tomita. Let's take a listen to Flower Fields. guys are listening to Flower Fields, an adorable piece of music from Kirby's Epic Yarn for the Wii, composed by Tomoya Tomita. Now, did you play this game kind of solo, or did you play this with anyone in your family? I played it with my dad, actually. Oh, that's cute. Um, probably, like, before I went to college. Okay. Summer before I went to college, we were really into playing Mario Kart, and then my dad and I played Kirby's Epic Yarn together. Mm-hmm. So, how did your dad get into video games? Yeah. Um, well, the first video game that we all played together was my dad actually, I guess growing up, he liked to play because we played Pod Racers together on the 64. <laughs> Episode one Pod Racer. And then um, he played like NHL hits with my brother, Griffin. And then, um, <laughs> yeah. So was it kind of maybe your, it. did your older brothers introduce him to video games or maybe he kind of, or did he grow up kind of day. like in like the Space Invaders, you know, power generation? So. No, he. Hmm. I mean, he played a lot more sports growing up than video mm-hmm. games, so I don't think he. Interesting. No, that's so cool though that you have memories of playing games because I feel like a lot of um, parents, you know, roughly we're a little bit age different, but roughly our generation, a lot of our parents 
I think it's maybe more rare that you would have those memories. I had no yeah, memories I playing games I can't with my relate dad. to my parents playing <laughs> video games, except when the Wii came out, our dad yeah, was true. so into playing Wii Tennis, he would oh, actually yeah. ask me to play. Yeah, he <laughs> loved that. that. Was because a it was, again, sports. You yeah. know? That was how, that was his way in. Well, this is going to be a lot of fun. So one of Joe's favorite games of all time, and the game that I think she's the most beastly at, like I guarantee she will, ch- she can challenge anybody listening and she will destroy you at, is Mario Kart Wii. She's amazing at it. Um, and we knew we wanted to now. <laughs> <laughs> we knew we wanted to play a track from this, but it's kind of interesting because I told Joe that it's kind of an infamous title on our podcast. We've really we've ragged on this soundtrack quite a bit. We're we're not fans of it. Uh, so can you explain a little bit about your your history with this game? Um, well, this is kind of how I got back into gaming. Um, you know, I took a long break after playing RuneScape for so much. <laughs> kind of needed to get away Uh um and then i played you know harvest moon but then mario kart wii it was like i had to play it every night i'd play it with my brother griffin and my parents wow like after dinner we just like go down and play mario kart like that's so we didn't watch movies we just played mario kart (laughs) and that's how you got good and so do you when you think about the music is it kind of all tied into the experience and it's hard to separate, or do you actually enjoy the music on its no, own? No, I don't think the music is that good. But, <laughs> but again, I wasn't paying attention to music when I was playing. So. Right, right. Well, let's take a listen and, to... And I'll also say we probably couldn't hear the music over my dad yelling <laughs> at us because we were beating him. I'm sure that was pretty loud. Uh, we have Asuka Oda in Ryo Nagamatsu. Let's take a listen to Moo Moo Meadows. guys are listening to Moo Moo Manos. Now, you did say uh, a couple minutes ago that you, you it kind of admit the music isn't very good, but I think you love this track because you were smiling and nodding along to this one right away. So you do love this. Now, is it because it's just bringing you back to that, that time, that nostalgia? I'd say that the music is equally crazy to that course mm, <laughs> like trying to yeah. avoid cows and you know having my dad shouting at me and so it just <laughs> yeah i'd say it brings back memories and it, um, it actually fits you think really well oh yeah you know that's a good point i mean i think the for whatever reason i do think there was a conscious choice it, whoever the sound director was it might have been kenta nagata whoever the sound director was for mario kart Wii, there was a conscious choice to go with like crazy zany like just off the wall music that's kind of out of control right and for whatever reason I, I do think they did a good job capturing that the music is crazy and out well, of control and I think that the, the thing Mario Kart it took this interesting turn because you can definitely hear influence in a track like this from something like Moo Moo Farms or something you know like the from music 64. from 64 uh, I guess I just feel like all that music is much more melodically interesting and more musically yeah. interesting where so much of this stuff is incredibly repetitive it's dissonant <laughs> and odd and it doesn't have like an intentional sound to it I what mean do you I think, think Joe? it is would you, though, would you agree with composers, that assessment? these composers are good They're, it's just it, it's a it, very interesting this isn't my least favorite you know like if you had yeah. played that 
Um, the worst music is probably from my favorite stage in the game, that kind of water one. Where Koopa you... Cape? Koopa Cape or whatever. Yeah, that <laughs> one's just terrible music. <laughs> what, would, what do you think, Joe? Do you agree with that assessment? Um, I might say something a bit not agreed with, but um, I think all the Mario Kart music isn't very good. Interesting. Ooh, hot, hot take. take alert, folks. Well, I, I don't you know. know. I we think... need to wait. We need to pause and play her the title screen for Mario Kart Eight. Okay, the title screen music is a different thing. Like even mm. the Wii title screen is. You think is is cool? Yeah. You it's... know, there is one Mario Kart tune that you legitimately love, though, and it's the one we played in in the band, and we thought about including oh, yes. it on the playlist. The ba ba da ba 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 da ba ba da da. Well, that's because there's penguins. <laughs> All right, she's sticking with her hot take. All right, we'll move on. Uh, now, this is really fitting. We're going to open this up to some some wedding conversation here because this is important. This is Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword. This is, would this be maybe your favorite? That's just, that's our dog Coco. You know, we told you guys you're going to hear some pet sounds. Uh, no, <laughs> not the album. Um, is this, would you consider this your favorite Zelda game? You have so much nostalgia, I know, for this game. Yeah, I definitely think I would consider it my favorite Zelda game. It was the only one that I was able to beat all by myself. That's really impressive. And again, I think it was because it was for the Wii, and that was the perfect era for you when you were getting back into games, seriously. Well, what I enjoyed about the Wii and Zelda is that your the Wii mote was his sword, and mm-hmm. I just swung my hand around like crazy. <laughs> and and hope for the best. <laughs> yeah, and it was always great. So. That's so great. Well, let's play one of Joe's favorites, Skyloft, composed by Shiho Fuji from Skyward Sword. You guys listening to Skyloft from Skyward Sword. And this is so fitting and special for us because Skyward Sword was one of the games that we drew from for the music to our wedding ceremony, actually. So I know a lot of our members of our Discord have been speculating the music that that we went with. So for our ceremony, originally we were thinking of going with more traditional wedding music, but we were sitting on the couch going through so much of that. And Joe was just like, you know, this, this doesn't feel like us. And it was actually her idea to start pulling up some Zelda soundtracks, and Skyward Sword was one of them. And immediately when we got to Romance in the Air, we were just like, this is just so perfect. This this is us. And so Romance in the Air was actually the, the piece that uh, our wedding party walked down to uh, in our ceremony, and Will did a wonderful job arranging that. 
Yeah, and our friends Travis and Lindsay played uh, piano and violin, respectively. And I sort of had a fun job with the arrangement of kind of making all the different needle drop things into kind of this one unified piece of music Mm -hmm. so that you could go from, you know, hearing that romance in the air to we actually had uh, Ilya's theme from... Twilight Twilight Princess Princess. for when uh, our parents walked Carl down the aisle and then when Joe walked Mm -hmm. down the aisle uh, it was to Over the Rainbow from The Wizard of Oz and so I just remember I I felt so proud of looking at the composer list you know Tora (laughs) Minigishi and Harold Arlen and what other family would kind of put that list together so that just made me smile it was eclectic and it was definitely it, we made it our own. Um, so yeah, Skyloft. Uh, this is probably one of your favorite pieces of music in the game. Would you say, Joe? Yeah, I just think it's really fun and kind of brings back all the memories and it's just beautiful. I think. Yeah, it is beautiful. Yeah, the the music of of Skyward Sword is is very pretty and there is a sense of fun and almost kind of some folk music elements to it. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember when it first came out. I, I know that us Brigham brothers were a little critical of the score originally. I think we were like, oh man, they're really going in a different direction. But looking back on it, I think our fondness for it has just grown over the years. Well, that's probably because of the most recent Zelda game. <laughs> Joe, we, we're not going to get into that territory. I told you before we recorded that. Staying away from that. Um, I okay. like having her on the podcast. <laughs> Let's talk more about it. No, yeah. I love the Skyloft theme. Uh, I, I like the kind of accordion and mandolin. This would be something that would fit in like a Mario game also. Mm, but it, yeah. it has just enough of the harmonic staples that make Zelda music Zelda music to me some of the mm-hmm. borrowed chords and that trombone solo on the second half that just really kind of fits and hits the spot yeah i really like this piece i think it's pretty so the next little part of the playlist today is actually video game music that joe has discovered since uh we've been together not from games that she's ever played or that any we've ever played but just tracks that that she's discovered um a lot of times like i would be prepared pairing playlists for episodes and you would just on your own kind of listen to stuff and be like hey what about this hey what about this and you kind of enjoyed that and there's actually been plenty of episodes when you've helped me with preparing uh that kind of stuff so what is the first track that you knew you wanted to play from this little section i might botch it but i think it's get a room man <laughs> we'll go with get a room man <laughs> that was so cool when you discovered this because i've known this for a while and i was like how did you know how did you find this i youtube searched obscure video game music <laughs> Ooh, that makes a lot of sense well let's take into let's take a listen to the legendary theme from we'll go with Gitaru man <laughs> uh composed by sadayashi okamoto and yosuke sato
cool track. This is the legendary theme from Gitaru Man. So you heard this on YouTube. Uh, what did you like about it right away? Well, it kind of reminds me of like 80s rock anthems, which are my yeah, jam in the first place. That's true. Um, but also just, I think I discovered this because you were putting together a list of new songs that you wanted to play with the band. Yeah, new covers. And I was like, oh, you should play this. Get Austin to come and play the guitar. Yeah. Because I, I like when he's doing And then you could call it Guitaru Man. Yeah. Right, well, that's... that's could yeah. be what it's called. <laughs> <laughs> we don't really care what it's called. Yeah, you know, it's a really unique piece of music because it starts off really relaxing and you think you know what to expect. And then that guitar, distorted guitar lead comes in and it's it's beautiful, but it's also like surprisingly rocking. Right. And so it's a cool mix. So well, that, yeah, and the guitaru melody is really pretty. All the guitaru <laughs> tones are nice and the rhythm guitaru, the lead guitaru, it's all great. <laughs> guitaru, guitaru. <laughs> That is a cool track. All right, so what is the second track you wanted to bring in today? Uh, not from games that we've played or you've played, but stuff that you've kind of discovered. This, was this one that you discovered from us in, in playing it in the band? Yeah. I have no idea what the game is about at all. <laughs> <laughs> so when you think of this song, do you think of just hearing the distant basement uh, a sound of us practicing uh, in the band. No, because well, didn't did you? Was this one of your first ones that you played? Um, because I no. When we first started dating, yeah, no, this I is one of concert. the we, we definitely played this. You're in our right. First show. This, this yeah, was on our first that? show. Yeah, at the VGM Con at the old hotel. Gamers Rhapsody when it was still called that. Oh, yeah, yeah, we did. <laughs> yeah, Joe was an OG fan. She came to our very first uh, live show, which is yeah, really cool. with your mom and your mom gave me a. Super Mercado Bros shirt that I still wear. You still wear, yeah. Yeah, it's kind of a bop around. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. so this is France from Outrunners. And I remember it was always one of Joe's favorites. She was like, I really like that one that goes like... And you would sing it. You still sing it around the house oh, yeah. a lot. Was so, the game Outrunners or is it France? Outrunners is the game, <laughs> okay. which is a sequel to Outrun, which is a classic uh, Sega racer. Gotcha. So let's take a listen to one of Joe's favorite pieces of video game music, France. guys listening to france from outrunners this is the arcade version of this tune composed by the wonderful takanobu mitsuyoshi legendary sega composer so joe what is it about this tune france that you really enjoy so much i know you just love singing along to it and dancing along to it you were just smiling like a goofball as we played this so what do you like so much about this tune um just that it makes me dance mm. um i feel like there's i've never thought of video game music as being dancey mm. although i guess a lot of things have changed that. Like yeah. when I listen to your guys' band play and our wedding. Yeah. <laughs> things like that. So What was one you should we should now unveil. What was one of the tunes that we that the DJ actually played for the dance part of our uh, reception? Uh whoa, I'm in space Cuba. 
Yeah. By Jake Kaufman, right? Heck yeah. That was such a fun moment. All of my that nerds one I feel on like pairs well with France from Outrunners. Like the, they both have this jazzy, dancey element. I mean, well, mm-hmm. I mean, Space Cuba is obviously like cranked up to a whole nother level, but <laughs> right? Yeah, they pair well together. They're like complimentary like wines, wines or something. <laughs> All right, so now we're going to move on to the last part of this playlist: is games that we've played together, or at the very least, games that Joe's really been into that I've enjoyed watching her play. Um, and so that's kind of what we're rounding out this playlist with. Um, the One of the very first games that we spent a lot of time playing together, and for me it was maybe the fifth or sixth time I had played through it, but was it the first time that you had played through this game? Yeah, I had never played it. Super Mario Galaxy. And this song was actually the song that me and Joe had our first dance to at our wedding. That was an idea that we had over a year ago, year and a half ago, maybe. Before we even decided we were going to be married. Yeah, before we even decided <laughs> we were going to be married, we were like, oh, our first dance should be this. And we just had this image of, you know, this beautiful romantic waltz, and it would just be so cool because we are like, most people won't know what it is, and they'll just think it's a pretty waltz. But the people that do know what it is will really get a kick out well, of it. I think it. that's actually how I convinced you to marry me. I said, let's I do this so. as our first dance. And you're like, I was oh, like, oh my god, well, that sounds nice. <laughs> I can't believe it. So let's take a listen to Rosalina in the Observatory, composed by Koji Kondo. So beautiful. Fun fact, we actually had to slow down the tempo of this for our dance version because we tried practicing dancing to this. It is a fast waltz to dance to. Oh, man. So, yeah, we actually slowed it down. I think it was like 90% speed um, that we did, but... Uh, Will was that was that a fun surprise? Yeah, you for guys, you? you guys turned it into vaporwave, which I thought was an interesting <laughs> choice. Yeah, Joe. One thing is, uh, I totally agree. This is probably why he ultimately proposed, but he would have proposed much sooner if you had instead chosen a song from Ease Two. Uh, I think that would have been more his speed. Full with love or tender people? Uh, nah, something yeah. like rocking and palace stupid. of salmon. That's pretty fitting. Yeah, that describes our relationship. This is such a delightful. It's one of the greatest melodies ever written, and Koji Kondo's. It was honestly an honor to dance to this music. Um, It just was so beautiful, and it definitely elevated that moment. And I'm sure it was a moving moment, and for us, it was very special. And you know, hats off to Kondo-san for writing something so beautiful. And I hope that his daughter. I hope that his daughter plays some of his music at her wedding. um, (laughs) I hope she does. Yeah. Or maybe even ask him to compose something new. Ooh. Wouldn't that be cool? That would be Man, amazing. could you imagine having him as your father? <laughs> I honestly can't. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, I can't. All right, let's move on to a game, another classic game that me and Joe spent so much time playing. We still play it to this day. It's one of our favorites for the Switch, Overcooked. We have so much fun playing this game. This is the main theme. This is the theme that we've heard for hours on end. We both are a big fan of it. Composed by Christian Marsak. Let's take a listen to the main theme of Overcooked. So, Joe, what are your thoughts on this as a main theme for this game? Um, do you think it sets the right tone, or how do you think this? How do you think this song works in the context of starting up the game? I think that it should be a little more like Get a Room Ahead because <laughs> it can get real crazy when you're trying to make all those meals and stuff. Yeah, you know, one thought I always had about this main theme is I think it's I like that I like it as a piece of music. I think it's pretty, but it's a little too sad for Overcooked. It yeah. seems like Overcooked should just be like the the in-game music is a lot more kind of up tempo and, and definitely more fitting. But yeah, I always thought that it was surprising that they went for such a tragic kind of opening theme. Maybe it's because the town is burning down. Oh, that could be. You always kind of forget about that in the storyline. I forget about the plot, yeah. <laughs> What's the name of the dog? Is it Kevin? Oh, yeah. It good. was funny. Whenever well, <laughs> whenever Kevin would bark, Coco would like look at the TV, remember? She'd be like, what is that? Yeah. I think we joked about like Overcooked actually being like good for our relationship. Because like, it kind of forces you, if you guys don't know what this game is, you can play it as co-op and you're these two chefs and you have to work together to get as many meals in as possible before the time runs out. And so one person is, yeah, okay, yeah. So Joe's petting And so now. to fit with the video game theme of the wedding, uh, when everyone went up to get their food, that's what they had to do. They had to play a round <laughs> of real life overcooked in order to get their meals. We got to get these tips. Yeah, and so it can be very stressful, but good communication and having a good system goes a long way. And we did kind of joke around, like, this would be, like, good thing to do in, like, couples therapy or something. It was, like, play overcooked. Yeah, sure. Do you remember we went to your parents' house one time and we brought the Switch and we had the, your mom and dad play it? And it did not go oh, well. Oh, bad. <laughs> I'm glad their marriage is not that way. <laughs> All right. Let's move on to uh, a game that... This was definitely more of your game. I just watched you play this game. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is Stardew Valley. So let's just maybe kind of introduce this a little bit. Why did you pick this particular piece of music and... Um, Maybe kind of talk a little bit about your time with Stardew Valley. I wanted to play Stardew Valley because I, it was recommended to me, I think, from a friend. Mm-hmm. And then that it was similar to Harvest Moon and the Switch hadn't had a Harvest Moon game out yet. Mm-hmm. And I just started hearing really good things about it. So I played it for 
just too many hours. That was another one that I played. And this is one of the, the first pieces of music you hear when you boot up the game. I think so, yeah. This is called Stardew Valley Overture, composed by Eric Barone. Very pretty. You guys are listening to the Stardew Valley Overture, and this is. Would you say this is maybe your favorite piece of music in Stardew Valley? Uh, I wouldn't say it's my favorite. I'd say that there's, like, I like the, I like all the themes too. Mm-hmm. Um, partly because you find them really annoying when mm. I'm playing, so I'll have it up really loud and then you <laughs> shout at me from the other room, "Turn it down!" So yeah, there's definitely some themes that I know you really like. What is your overall review of the soundtrack? Like, what do you think about the music overall to Stardew Valley? As far as how it fits the game and just on its own i I think it fits the game really well um i wouldn't say it's like a stellar soundtrack but Mm -hmm. it fits the game yeah i I just think that they did a good job with it to Mm -hmm. fit i know it was kind of like a budget too well is it basically one man yeah the the same designer honestly i think that's amazing that he can be (laughs) joe you know i gotta say uh stellar is such a brugeman word so (laughs) i think you're already kind of showing signs of being a great brugeman it is a classic (laughs) word that we use a lot not that we can own it but (laughs) you're fitting right in already perfect yeah, Eric Barone was a one-man team. I think he was the artist and designer of the game. He also did the entire soundtrack. And that that's one of those things where it's like, it almost makes you mad that someone can be so talented to do everything. Well, I feel that about you sometimes. Oh, too <laughs> kind. I feel like your mom would be that way. Your mom's another one of those multi-talented people that she's My good at so My whole family is, except things. for me. I'm just good oh, at... Oh, stop <laughs> it. Being me, I guess. <laughs> what are your top three skills? You're really good at the trumpet. I don't think people of the podcast know. Joe's a great trumpet player. Joe, if you want to hear Joe on trumpet, uh, there was one time that I actually recorded you. It was the Sonic 3D Blast remix I did for Dwelling of Duels. Mm -hmm. So if you guys want to hear that, uh, that has real brass in it. Um, You're really more making a shout out to your music right now. (laughs) Everyone go listen to my song. If anybody wants to hear Joe, uh, check out this thing I did. You have to go through me first. Uh, Oh, that's so funny. Uh, Okay, this was uh, a late addition to the playlist. This is a game that, you know, we played this a lot. We We still have a really fun time with this game. This had a resurgence for me because I played it when it first came out for the Wii U and I didn't um, play it as much as I should have. And we bought it for the Switch and got to play it together and had such a fun time. One of our favorite modes in this is there's a, like a multiplayer soccer game where you're fighting against each other trying to get the ball into the other side. And I'm baller at that. <laughs> you are a beast at it. We have our moments. This is Rayman Legends. And one of Joe's favorite pieces of music is a piece that we hear a lot in the first 
kind of gallery of the first world, I think, Teensy's in Trouble. This is the gallery map theme of Teensy's in Trouble, one of the whistling tunes composed by Christoph Haral. Let's take a listen. Listening to Gallery Map, Teensies in Trouble from Rayman Legends, composed by Christoph Haral. You know, when I think of classic video game music, I'm, I think of something very pure with an excellent melody, and that's mm-hmm. on display here. And it's a really interesting sort of contemporary and recorded music way of realizing the spirit of what makes classic video game music great. You know, it's so simple just with these basic ukulele chords and whistle. <laughs> Um, yeah. But it's, I can't think of a more pure way of presenting a melody than this. Now, this fun fact, Joe, this is actually Christoph Haral whistling here. And I think also playing the ukulele as well. I think yeah, he's he a multi-instrumentalist. A, a lot of the actual instrument performance on the score. There's a really cool video of him, because uh, he's a French composer, right, Will? He's Canadian, I believe. French I think he's Canadian, from Quebec. Maybe? Um, so there's a great video of him talking about the score in French and you see him playing this, uh, I don't know what the instrument is. It's almost like a ukulele or something, but he's playing it like a bass. And so he's doing a lot of really inventive stuff. I mean, this soundtrack is one of my favorites. I can't wait for more Christoph Herall music. Um, but yeah, so, so Joe, what is your impression when we started to play this game? I, I, I feel like you mentioned multiple times that, man, the music is really cool in this game. Like, what did you think about the music when we first started to play Rayman Legends? Um, this was one of the first games when I really noticed that the music made a big difference in the game. Mm-hmm. Like, if it would have been less exciting and less stellar. <laughs> um, it first of all, correct use of the word stellar. Uh, <laughs> Well, also, I feel like you mentioned one time, like, very diverse. Like, you have tracks like this, like, very simple whistling, and then you have orchestral epic tracks, and then you were were really impressed with the music courses when it was timed, like, that Black Betty and stuff like that. So it just, it was very eclectic and kind of all over the place. Yeah, it just made it more enjoyable to play. That's awesome. Well, let's move on to one of our, I think, safe to say that for both me and Joe, one of our favorite games I think we've ever played. Would you, would you agree? I really like Galaxy more, I think. Mm, yeah, I would probably... It's, it's, it's tough. I mean, it's it's a phenomenal game. I mean, I guess if we go back and play it, I might feel different, but... We had a wonderful it. time with this. This is Super Mario Odyssey for the Switch. We knew we wanted to have a track from this. So I asked Joe, okay, what is your favorite track from Odyssey? I was sure you were going to do Jump Up Superstar, but at first you actually didn't like that tune. And would you say that you've kind of come full circle on that one? I think you like it now. Uh, I like to sing it. I don't know if mm. I... I don't like hearing other people sing it. It should just be me. <laughs> so, Joe, what is your favorite track from Super Mario Odyssey? Fossil Falls. What is it that you like about Fossil Falls? It just it really reminds me of the game because it was I think it was the one in the trailer. Mm-hmm. And it reminds me of being a dinosaur. And it also reminds me of Galaxy. It's the most galaxy-like 
uh, song in the game, I think. Let's take a listen to Fossil Falls, composed by Naoto Kubo. listening to fossil falls from odyssey man naoto kubo just knocked this out of the park such a great theme it's so rousing and exciting and it does bring me back to to the dinosaur and to to that whole world it's a really wonderful world uh joe what are some of your favorite worlds in odyssey is fossil falls one of your favorites just like as far as when you're playing the game that you have the most fun playing yeah fossil falls um new donks hitty that's a really fun one toasterina yeah i like that one yeah i think those are my I also like the beach one. Oh, remember. yeah. That, the beach one is really good. Yeah. I don't remember what this is called. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember what it's called either. But yeah, no, Fossil Falls, um, I, I, I remember when I first played the game, I was, I was really impressed with the soundtrack right away, but I did kind of yearn for more music that was kind of in this vein that kind of reminded me of, uh, of Galaxy. Well, I think another thing about this that kind of drew me to it was that I could picture myself like playing it in a band. Oh, and that's like, cool. Since I was so into band, you know, like, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, man, I wish I wish this would come out being, you know, for a band. So. Well, you know, right. you it has such a, a strong trumpet-led there's, melody. There's <laughs> actually a lot of tunes that would have been great for you to play in band. I mean, New Dock City would have been fun. Jump Up Superstar would have been great. So what a fun soundtrack. Yeah, there's so many touches of uh, this theme that I, I love. I remember first just feeling like immediately it had to be Mihiro Yakoda because some of the <laughs> yeah. specific subtleties in the harmony, but I think uh, Naoto Kubo sort of did his homework and tried to write a theme that could fit in sort of the canon of 
you know, like the Gusty Garden or yeah. mm-hmm. the Sky Station Galaxy, that type of theme. And I think he did an excellent job listening to it now after the game's come out. And this arrangement's slightly different than what we heard in the trailer. There's some kind of production elements in the percussion and in all the little ancillary stuff that I think is very, does a wonderful job of characterizing the environment of this particular world. Kind of prehistoric. And I a little just theory touch that I love is um, the flirting between the kind of Ionian minor two chord and the more Lydian sounding major two chord, but how that fits with the kind of like, you know, old 1930s Mario-ish jazz harmony. He kind of navigates all these elements. So the the kind of optimistic wonder of a voyage and also the kind of like jazzy harmony. It's the kind of thing that reminds me of what Koji Kondo would do. It's balancing Mm -hmm. all these elements and having a really pure melody at the center of it. Joe, do you concur with everything Will said? I concur. Especially the terminology? Yep. <laughs> I couldn't have said it better. <laughs> Literally, I could not. So I'll just leave it to you, Will. <laughs> oh, that's great. So we're going to now move on to another game that I had a wonderful time watching. I did not really play this game. I played it a little bit. Um, but I, it's... Well, no, I, I you, you handed me the controller a couple times. Yeah, probably when um, I had to go to the bathroom or something. And I just... I, it was just not my kind of game, but you really enjoyed it. This is Octopath Traveler. The score was by Yasunori Nishiki. And we're going through trying to pick a track. And some of Joe's favorite music uh, was some of like the town themes, some of the more relaxing themes. And originally you were like, oh, let's go with Alfin's theme because that was the, the character that I played that I first started off with. But then we played it and you're like, eh, it's... Eh. Not that it's like a little bit lame. Yeah. Um, so then we decided to go with a battle theme because I would say 90% of the time playing Octopath Traveler, you're probably hearing one of these themes. Yeah. This is Battle 2 from Octopath Traveler. you start to crash don't you at the end of the episodes it's hard to stay focused you think it's like oh you're just talking for an hour that's not hard but it's you got to stay focused and it's it's interesting how it how it tires you isn't it you owe me ice cream we can get some i remember when i was in high school when we were doing these it always felt like our playlists were super long (laughs) and i remember just there would get to be this point yeah around like track I don't know, 14 maybe, where I would just get like, oh my god, there's so much left. (laughs) Yeah. 
It was also more exhausting, frankly, when I used to come over to your apartment. Yeah. Because it felt like more of a production. You have to go I'd home. Have, I'd have school and sometimes <laughs> theater practice or sports or whatever, and then drive over there kind of late at night, and yeah. we'd record it, and then I'd have to drive back. <laughs> so it just felt like more of an ordeal, where now it just, I'm so used to it. With Skype. Yeah. What's cool about with Skype is, uh, we'll, just, we'll just keep talking here. Um a lot of people couldn't really tell when we made the transition from Will, you know, going yeah. to UMD with the Skype and stuff. Um, so yeah, guys, if, you, if you're listening to this episode right now, Will's on Skype at, at his place and me and Joe are at our place. And so um, I always envisioned that Joe's episode on would be all of us in the same room together. So, so Joe, what is your impression first of this kind of arrangement, talking with Will via Skype? And then uh, a question I have for you is, what is it like to live with someone who hosts a podcast? <laughs> you always think that it's going to be like an inconvenience for me you're like hmm. oh can you plan something while i record and i'm like can't i just sit on the couch and not do anything <laughs> <laughs> um and so i think that it's it's not really that like big of a deal sometimes what's weird though is that i'll hear your end of the conversation mm. and that's it and i can just yeah. kind of imagine and i don't know what you guys are playing i don't know yeah what will is saying so i think that that's interesting and i'll fill it in in my head so how is it now now that you're actually on an episode and you get to hear will how does how does that feel weird <laughs> it's interesting yeah I, I um emma's definitely been in the room when i've th- recorded i think one podcast before and there have mm-hmm. been times where she'll be like in the other room or doing something but for the most part i feel like way too self-conscious to have <laughs> you know somebody there and even in like past relationships i was always like really i don't know i felt almost like guilty like oh i have to record this podcast yeah. like i'm sorry it's such and an i still have that and I should probably not worry about it too much because like you said, Joe, it's not that big of an inconvenience, but I always just feel like, well, here's what I, in my head, it's as bad as playing drums for an hour or, you know, like playing a guitar track for an hour or something, that type of a recording. And really it's just, you're hearing distant talking. Yeah. It's only weird because I can't hear the other side of it. Mm -hmm. Otherwise it's just like, right. It's nice to hear. You wouldn't feel the same way about like, I have to make a phone call in the other room. Uh, You might want to do something, (laughs) you know? And yeah, I do that I want to leave the house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. So the last track on our playlist is going to be the play out. Definitely stick around. Uh, we're going to set this up. This is another example of a track that you found uh, in the course of us dating and being together and uh, the podcast and everything. So what is this track and how did you discover it? And what are, what are your thoughts on this? Silver Surfer stage theme two. I've never played the game, <laughs> but when you guys interviewed, um, Tim. Tim. Yeah, Tim. Tim Fallon. <laughs> yes. I was like, oh, what does he do? You know, I never heard of him. Because mm-hmm. I've heard, you know, you talk so much about like Jake Kaufman, Grant Kirkhope, mm-hmm. David, David Wise and mm-hmm. stuff. And then it was like, you were so excited to get him. And so mm-hmm. then once I heard his stuff, I was like, oh, that's, that's different. Awesome. Yeah. It's like yeah. crazy how, how cool did it, it like is. compare in your head when you first heard this? Expecting Super Mario or expecting, um, you know, like a specific type of NES music. How, like, what was your reaction when you first heard this? Well, I don't think I really understand. I mean, I know, like, a Mario, you know, the Mario sound is very, mm-hmm. it's, it's easy to distinguish. But, mm-hmm. like, I don't think I really know the difference as much. Like, yeah, you're like, oh, I made a chiptune song. I'm like, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, really, like, you just heard this and you just thought it was a cool piece of music. Right. That's awesome. This is Stage Theme 2 from Silver Surfer by the wonderful Tim and Jeff Fallon. We're going to play you guys out with that. This has been so fun. Joe, thank you so much for coming on our crazy little podcast. 
Thanks for having me. Did you have a good time? Yeah, I did. It was fun. Yeah, why don't we time, ask Will? you while you're live in front of all these people? <laughs> no, it's not for me. Will, did you, have, did you have fun as well, Will? I did. Carl, I'm glad we didn't go with your first idea, which was to propose to her on the podcast. <laughs> that would have been much more risky. Yes, that would have been. There's a funny story about that, is that on the day that I was going to propose to Joe, I was assuming that it was 100% surprise and that it was going to be, you know, completely taking her off guard. And what percentage of a surprise was it, Joe? Point one. <laughs> She basically knew. Nice. She basically knew that it was coming. Um, my sister-in-law, Alvina, Marty's wife, um, helped me out with it, and so she was kind of there, like planting the ring and like making sure everything was, you know, at the because we did it at this park, and she was parked like a decent amount away from where we're going to be. Right but I guess I guess not far enough. And as we're sitting on the bench, Joe was like, "Why is Alvina across the street?" That was a surprise that she was there, but it wasn't a surprise you proposing because. I knew you were going to since I looked at your phone. Oh, gosh. Note to anybody listening, if you're trying to surprise Joe, it's just not going to happen. Same thing happened with the wedding. Uh, me, Will, and Marty saying, um, oh, darling, we performed that for Joe. That was supposed to be a surprise. And what percentage of a surprise did that end up being, Joe? Probably five, because I didn't know. Five <laughs> percent. I didn't know what song I was you were pr- going to do. I was proud of Emma, though, because you tried to get it out of her. And That's she, true. And she would not give it up. She and I'm like, budge. you go, girl. Yeah. <laughs> that was impressive. I could see that being easy to, to give that up. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I just want to congratulate both of you uh, on your Thanks, marriage, dude. tying the knot. It was a beautiful ceremony. Um, Thanks for being it, such an amazing part of it, too. Yeah, it was a great time. I think everybody had a nice time. And there were so many moments uh, in the wedding that really put a smile on my face. I mean, just getting to have all those people in one place, you know, seeing Stephen and Brian Kelly and Jackson Mm -hmm. and Carlos and Travis and then all your friends from, you know, high school and college and... Uh, I don't know, and seeing family and, and having Jaime there too, delightful. Oh yeah, yeah. It, it could, we couldn't have asked for uh, just a more joyous and wonderful occasion. So, congratulations, and yeah, hopefully we could do something like this again in the future. Absolutely. All right. That's about it. We're going to play you guys out with Silver Surfer. We'll be back with you next week. We have a couple Patreon episodes coming up, at least one in the next couple weeks. So look forward to that. My name is Carl Brueggemann. And I'm Will Brueggemann. And I'm Josefa Brueggemann. <laughs> wow. Have a great week, everybody. Peace out. <laughs>